Welcome back to the Sitting Pretty Podcast. This is your host, Cassie. And Kendall Kay. Welcome back for part two of Unpopular Opinions. We did a poll for you girls and this was highly requested, so we will be excited to share the rest of the list that we started based on our episode last week. How to Be Ladylike was also highly requested, so look out for that episode next week. But we are excited to have another fun and potentially highly controversial episode that hopefully you girls will relate to some of the topics. Hopefully it'll spark some interesting conversation between Kendall and I. I think this week maybe we'll just jump right into the episode. We're just having a tough time coming up with a weekly report we feel like we're doing the same thing as last week and we don't want to bore you girls so should we just start sharing some some more unpopular opinions yeah mine as well okay Cass yeah do you have one to start with this is a highly controversial opinion I think that I feel like Kendall knows about me and that we relate on so I'm sure she'll have something to say about this I tend to think that traditional comedy isn't funny or like rom-coms aren't that funny. I just am not a huge comedy person. I I don't really find humor humorous and it takes a lot to make me laugh. I wouldn't consider myself to be funny. You're funny to me. Yeah, I feel like if you get to know me can make you laugh, but to like the general public, I would not classify myself as a funny person. And so I don't know if that's part of the reason why I think that typical comedy isn't funny, but I don't find very many things funny. And when I do, I'm always really impressed. And I feel like I, I don't know if it's I have my own unique sense of humor because I don't find basic things funny because I feel like you and I will DM each other stuff and like laugh over really random things it's like niche things like a typical rom-com does not tend to make me laugh oh my gosh why are they even called rom-coms like they're not funny rom-coms are not funny that's that's like the title of this unpopular opinion yes like i don't think they're funny like they they tend to be more cute but they don't make me laugh I do like rom-coms because I think they're cute. I don't think they're funny at all. They should just be called romance movies. The classic comedy movies that boys always think are funny, like 21 Jump Street or like The Hangover or like Step Brothers. Oh my gosh, yes. Step Brothers is Luke's favorite movie. He's literally obsessed with it. Like he loves all those types of movies and he's always trying to watch them and I like can't. I just I literally can't help. One time he tried to make me watch Step Brothers with him and he put it on and I I like fell asleep within 30 seconds because I had zero interest. I will watch a whole comedy movie and not even crack a smile. (laughs) Sometimes I think there's something wrong with me but because I'm like why why does everyone think this is funny and I don't like if you go to a movie theater everyone's laughing at the comedy movies and I'm like looking around like what? Right? Well, the most cringe thing to me, too, is those older TV shows that were, like, meant to be funny, and they have the generated laughing in them. Friends is, like, the perfect example of that. It's generate this this sound of laughter throughout the episode that's supposed to, like, invoke laughter and, like, cue when something's funny. Shows don't do that anymore, right? That was, like, a 90s thing. I feel like it's so ingenuine, and I'm like, that actually wasn't funny at all. It actually annoys me that I'm supposed to laugh at something that I don't think is funny at all. <laughs> yes. Which is 
is also probably really controversial. I feel like everyone has seen Friends. Yeah, I just, I'm not a comedy girl. I don't think it's funny. I just don't get it. It takes a lot to make Cass or I laugh. Like, I'm not like this anti-humor person. Like, I laugh and I love to laugh. It's like classic comedy that you don't think is funny. Something's supposed to make you laugh. I tend to not feel that way. No, you can relate on this because we we connect about it. We, I don't know, we've talked about this before. I My brain's not working. <laughs> yeah, and you and I, like, when we can make each other laugh, we, like, die. Like, it's like, it's like, it's very extreme. It's like zero to a hundred. It's like, <laughs> we just have such a same sense of humor. I know. Thank God. Thank God. And sometimes we just we just do something so our sense of humor is almost like dumb humor. It's like I'm trying to think of an example. All the memes about about I'm I'm just a girl are are so spot on. Yes, those ones. Yeah, there's this Instagram account called CMOS Girlies, and they post these memes about like being like super healthy, and everything is so relatable. It's like weird. It's so niche. Yeah, if you're a health nut, you would get it. There's this tweet going around that's being like reposted on Instagram, and it's like, you all right, babe? You hardly said cows when we passed that field of cows. And like, that has been like such a common theme for Cass and I the past It's so good. I've been like messaging her like videos of cows and vice versa, because somehow we've both been like around cows. And like, why is it such a girl thing for you to like yell cows when you see them? I've noticed myself, because there's a lot of cows in, in Bali. I noticed myself all literally like without the, there's not even a thought that goes in through my mind. It's like an automatic response. When I, my eyeballs see cows, my mouth immediately goes, cows. I have to exclaim cows. Like, there's zero reason why. Just dumb, dumb girl humor, I guess. Well, it's just relatable because I feel like every girl I know does that. But guys don't do that. They don't get excited about cows. I mean, Luke gets excited about cows, but he doesn't, like, scream cows when he sees them. <laughs> He's not like, cows! Yeah, we're, we're acting like little children when we see them. Like a baby, when a, when a baby sees an animal, they go, cow like they literally (laughs) like point at it and say the name of it like we're acting like children i'm glad we agree on that and find like niche things funny moral of the story rom-coms are not funny traditional humor is not funny that's the tea no i think the best humor is luke and luke and i agree on this too is situational humor where you know the reason why we don't think comedy is funny is because it's like very generic Mm. humor it's like supposed to be extremely like relatable to the general public and you and i don't find that funny because it's it's too generic right when things are situational you're in like a group setting and someone makes a joke that has something exactly to do with the situation you're in and it's very relatable to just the group you're in that's when com- that's when comedy is funny that's when people are funny it's almost like witty we appreciate that more than just like general comedy that's supposed to be funny to like every person yeah oh i like that that's a good point yeah that's all i have to say about that one yeah, that's good. Well, for some reason, I have zero thoughts in my head today. Zero thoughts. Empty, zero brain cells. Sometimes I have two brain cells. <laughs> today, they're not there. Getting into our next topic. Okay. Ooh, this is a controversial one. This is crazy. This might be offensive to say. Whoa. Especially to you. because I'm you excited. Because you and I are friends. But I know we both do this, and the unpopular opinion is that your romantic relationship should come before your friendships. 
it's fair and and i think when you're in a relationship it's like you are going to be spending so much more time with your romantic partner than with your best friend i think that's normal no that's fair oftentimes you live with your significant other and i think that that relationship needs more attention than your friendship should i think your friendship shouldn't be as high maintenance as your romantic relationship okay that's such a red flag if your friendships are taking more from you than your relationship, right? Yeah, I mean, and it's not in every category. It's like, you know, the only reason why I believe this is because I know that Cass is going to stick around. Like, I don't have to nurture her and take care of her and nurture our relationship. Like, of course, we stay in contact. And like you said in your last episode, like, we check up on each other. But, like, I'm only giving you, like, a couple hours of my week, I'm giving my relationship like way more than that. And I know that when Cass is in relationships, she does the same thing. She's like a very good girlfriend and she gives her relationship so much effort when she's in one. And I always respect that. And I'm not offended by that when you choose your relationship over me in certain moments. It's not to say that your friendships don't matter because obviously you have to put time and effort into your friends and like you care about them but you're just saying like if it comes down to it your relationship takes precedent over your friends which I would say is pretty controversial because most people are super hard on like the ride or die like girls girl I mean maybe that energy shifts a little bit as you get older and more mature and you find that person that you truly feel like you want to invest your time in If you're dating around for fun, it's definitely different than if you're dating to marry, I would say. If you're dating around for fun, I don't necessarily think that your romantic partner deserves more attention than your friendships. But if you're dating for like the long game, I think that that your relationship requires a lot of attention in order for it to like flourish and last forever. Yeah, I like how you say like nurture the relationship you shouldn't have to nurture your friendships the same way you have to nurture your relationship. I see what you mean, and I feel like that's such a good point. Could definitely be controversial to to some girls. Definitely controversial. I think I think I'm unique in that too. Like I think I devote a lot more of my life to my relationship than most people do. I feel like if you were so devoted to your friendships and like investing so much time in your social circle, you wouldn't be able to like live the life you're living because you're so isolated. Right. Yeah, I think it it could be unique to me because half the year I'm living in Puerto Rico, which is obviously very isolated from any of my... I feel like you wouldn't do that if you didn't care to put more energy into... I wouldn't even be in the situation I'm in if I cared more about my friendships than my relationships. Yeah, exactly. You know that leaving... California was a sacrifice to your friendships and your social life and your social circle in order to invest that time and energy into your relationship. That's why you did it. You didn't let the fear of maintaining these friendships hold you back from investing in your relationship. Yeah, because my relationship wouldn't exist if I didn't make that sacrifice. And also, I knew that my true friends would still be around even if I moved to Puerto Rico. Your true friends will respect you putting your relationship first, most likely, because in a way, your relationship is like the first stage of you having your own family. 
you're gonna put your family before your friends. I view my romantic partners as almost like my family, even though we're not married yet. They feel like family and because of that, I think they come before your friends. I mean, some girls might have girlfriends they consider family, they're so close with them. But at the end of the day, if you're not sleeping in the same bed and you're not building a life together, is that really who you're choosing over the person that you're trying to build a life with? For some people, maybe, but. Not that, and not that you have to choose one or the other, but I I guess I'm just saying like it's like a priority list and I think everyone has different priority lists and that's just my priority list. Everyone has priorities and it's important to decide what the hierarchy of those priorities are so that you know when it comes down to it you know in yourself what your priorities are so that you can make the right decisions that support your values. Yeah it all comes down to like what you care about. And I think that those priorities can change from time to time, like when you're in different situations in your life. In my current situation, my relationship is high on my priority list. Above your friends. I support that. Controversial, but but relatable. Well, this is probably really controversial and it's going on the topic of friends and guys. I tend to think that guys and girls can't be friends. (gasps) I can't believe you said that because I literally was just looking at that on my own list. No way. Yeah. Well, then I know you'll have a lot to say. You'll have to chime in. When you see this like guy and this girl that are just friends and they're best friends, they hang out and they do all these things together. Neither of them are supposed to have any romantic or sexual feelings towards each other. I just don't buy it. This is like straight guys and straight girls. Like obviously guys and girls can be friends if there's like some gayness going on right oh for sure this is like i completely agree i just don't get it i feel like i don't have guys in my life that are always only my friend it just doesn't work like that someone in my opinion in the situation has some underlying secret affection sexual tension secretly wants more to me there's never true genuine like raw camaraderie yes i i mean and that could just be us this is controversial i feel like so many people have guy friends and girlfriends and and maybe for other people they've genuinely experienced like zero interest in that other person and they genuinely believe the other person has zero interest in them but i we have not experienced that yeah and i mean obviously there's guys like in your life that you're friendly with or vice versa i'm not talking about like oh you get along with this guy at work and like you guys are nice to each other friendly or acquaintances no that's not what i'm saying i'm talking about a guy and a girl who hang out one-on-one and do life together with nobody else and choose to text and make plans together just the two of them one-on-one no, with nobody else. And there's zero affection or something, at least for one person. Like someone could be completely oblivious and think, oh, we're just friends, but I'm not buying it. Both of you are single. It just doesn't add up for me. Like I don't see how how that works. I could never hang out with someone that's a guy one-on-one where I don't think that he would be somewhat interested in me. And there's zero sexual. Or like at least have some secret crush or something. Like I have some genuine interest in hanging out with a guy and I'm single and he's single. Like I'm probably attracted to him. Something. Like there's something there. It's never going to be platonic. That's the word I'm looking for. It's only ever because you're into him. I never really had put this belief into words until I met Luke and he shared his belief 
that guys and girls can't be friends. And, and at first when he said it, I was like, that's crazy. And then he started to explain it. And I, I'm like, wow, that's actually so true. And it was, he was just talking about the natural sexual desires of males and, and they always have an underlying motive to have sex with a girl, always. I mean, that's what he believes. And honestly, like thinking back, it's so true. Like every guy that I ever thought was my friend, like in college, they ended up wanting to hook up with me. Like we would get into the situation where we're both drunk and he tries to make a move. And I'm like, whoa, bro, <laughs> I thought we were friends. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like classic. It's like classic, like in sober situations, you can feel like you're friends, but there's just always an underlying desire on their end. Yeah. I would be so curious if, like what it would be like to be friends with a guy you hang out with that's truly not trying to have an ulterior motive. I don't know. I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. Especially since I'm in a relationship, like me hanging out one-on-one with any straight guy would just feel so disloyal to my relationship. If you're in a relationship, if you're in a relation, a committed, serious relationship, and you claim to be hanging out with someone of the opposite sex that's just your friend. I'm not buying it. Like, I just can't picture Luke, like, leaving our villa right now. And he and I'm like, babe, where are you going? And he's like, oh, I have lunch plans with, with uh, this girl I met at the gym. I'd be like, no, you don't. No, <laughs> yeah. you don't. No, that's a date. Lunch plans? That's, that's a, a date. date. Anything he could say would sound like a date if he's going to hang out one-on-one with a girl for n- nothing that has to do with business. If it has to do with work situation, that's different, but that doesn't mean that's different from a friendship. That's work. When you're at work, you're subject to the situation where you're at the same place all day long. I mean, this is for typical corporate, right? You're at the same place all day long and you have to mingle with these people. So like, yes, you should be encouraged to get along with them and like make friends with them at work. Like those are work friends. And I guess there's just like a fine line between like being friends outside of work and like having the friendship develop that doesn't surround work. Unpopular opinion, guys and girls cannot be friends. Speaking of men, men should always pay for food. I don't know if that's unpopular. Maybe within the sitting pretty community, it's not unpopular. But to the general public, maybe they believe in like a more equality on that category of things. But I always think that men should pay for food. Not once am I ever reaching for my wallet when the bill comes. Not once am I ever trying to pay for groceries when I'm in a relationship or yeah it doesn't even have to be on a date if we're going to get ice cream like I'm not paying for that that's a man's job the man is responsible for providing for us getting fed I can help facilitate us getting fed by being the cook in the kitchen but I'm not gonna pay for the ingredients you know I think some some girls feel awkward on dates when like the bill comes and they don't know if they should like pretend like they want to pay or if they should like offer to split I don't flinch I don't flinch and if if a man thinks that's a red flag then he He's not the one for me. I love this one. It's so you. It's so Kendall. I think it definitely depends on your perspective on the modern day relationship where men and women are seen as equal creators and equal providers to the relationship. The classic male provider financially, you're specifically talking about food and dates. And I think that that's a really good point because I think if you're new to the dating scene and you're not sure or maybe you start getting in a serious relationship with someone and you feel like you need to be contributing financially yeah I mean I just think that he should want to it's not even about like if 
the girl's working or not. It's almost like a respect thing. I remember my grandpa, when you think of a grandpa, you know, it's like he's like the big daddy of the family. Like he's the daddy's daddy. We were all at this big family dinner one time and my mom, I mean, my mom's like such a feminist. She, she tried to pay for the bill. She's a younger generation than him and she's a girl. Like why does she feel like she should pay the bill? I didn't really understand it. I think she was trying to like make a statement that she can pay for it. And my grandpa took it as so disrespectful. He actually got in a fight with her about it, saying how he felt disrespected that he wasn't the one who paid for the meal because he wanted to pay for the for the big dinner. He wanted to provide for the entire family. Like he wanted that respect. And so he took it as disrespectful that she tried to pay for the dinner. I think she actually did pay for it because it actually made a huge drama in our family because of that and I just remember that and that just really stuck with me I think even a couple times in my relationship with Luke like maybe I've tried to pay for something because I felt like it was my idea that we went out that night or I felt bad or something and he, he would just never let me like never ever let me Luke has always provided and I just think it's an attractive quality honestly to not make you feel uncomfortable about the check it's definitely an attractive quality. There's nothing worse than when a guy makes you feel uncomfortable about a financial situation. This energy and attitude that you're explaining to the girls about, I love that. Like, you don't flinch when it happens. And No, you're sitting pretty. How could you possibly flinch if you're sitting pretty? You're not moving. Like, that's not your responsibility. Don't make a comment. Don't look at me. Like, if they ask to split it, they can do that if they feel confident enough. But, like, that's not your responsibility to bring that up or offer. You may be thinking it, but don't say it. They financially want to split it with you. It's They should be obligated to be the ones that are mature enough and manly enough to ask for... The financial support but yeah I mean don't be the first one to to jump at that for me if that happened if they asked me to split it I wouldn't say no I would split it but then I would never see them again yeah you just know that that's just not that's just not the vibe for you it's not for me yeah yeah I mean I mean and that's that's just very much a personal opinion right like I'm not saying that every girl in the world should be like this I'm not saying that yes and there's nothing wrong with that if that's genuinely how you feel and you feel empowered and that's their journey I think it just all comes down to like what do you want in a relationship whatever you want like make sure your actions align with that otherwise you'll end up with something you don't want if you say you want a provider man but you're offering to split the bill with guys you go on dates on like you're not like setting the precedent for like what you want in a long-term relationship if you want to be this like provider female but you're like letting your man pay for everything like your actions aren't aligning with what you really want so I don't know I just think it's important to have the confidence to act with what you actually want yeah that's good could be super controversial but we might be preaching to the choir on this one (laughs) do you know what that means When you're preaching to the choir, it means like you're just preaching to people who agree with you. Yes, yes. They're like, girl, we already know. Exactly. Okay, that's good. I love all this conversation about men and how to be, you know, in your sitting pretty energy. I mean, that's what this is all about, right? Pivoting a little bit, trying to think of like what would be the most valuable last one to say. Speaking of dating and men, since that tends to be the direction that this episode's been going in, a small and random unpopular opinion I have is that sitting across from your date at dinner sucks. And what I mean by that is when you're sitting at a dinner table and you're staring at each other in the eyes, I just don't love it. I think it's 
feels very formal and something about holding hands across the dinner table is like kind of cringe to me like when you see a couple you look over and their arms are reached out and they're leaning over the table and they're holding hands and or they or you see someone like kissing over the table there's like food in between them if you're in a relationship you want to be close to the person and i get that try and find a dinner table in the space is so that you guys can sit like almost next to each other so instead of sitting across he's on the side of you yeah i mean every restaurant's different but like finding like a corner table where like there's two chairs or like a booth like one side is a booth and you guys both sit on the booth side like luke and i will do this all the time when we go out to dinner because we agree with you Cass. like we like to be next to each other so we'll literally like rearrange stuff so that we can sit next to each other and also if like the hostess tries to sit us at a table that like we don't like or i'm not vibing with i'll ask to sit at a specific table that like looks more like a vibe when you're on a date and you're trying to have the right like vibe and atmosphere the where where you sit in the room and how you sit completely changes the dynamic if you're sitting at a bar next to your date that's going to be so different when you're both facing outwards like towards a bar than if you're sitting across from each other at a dinner table or if you're sharing a booth together it just creates different levels of conversation and intimacy and something about sitting to the corner of the person to me creates the right level of like eye contact because you don't have to be staring at each other the whole time. You can choose when you want to make eye contact. But you can also be close enough to where it's not uncomfortable and awkward to like lean on them or hold hands or kiss. You could like do a spontaneous kiss. Yeah, I feel like it's just so much more natural. Although it's like a small opinion, I just feel like it applies. And it can actually help when you're first going on dates. And you're that's definitely a tip I have. Like if you're new to the dating world or you're trying to go on dates and you feel nervous or uncomfortable try sitting closer to them I think it'll actually alleviate your anxiety because you don't feel this consistent pressure to stare at them and hold eye contact when you're talking to them because that's always a bit uncomfortable for anyone in any situation I think it's a good first date tip, like having a first date where you're not like staring straight across from each other is like way more fun. Absolutely. Okay, girls, we are having some technical difficulties. Kendall's headphones are dead and then her phone died and it's midnight for me. So even though we always have more to say and share, I think that's our sign to wrap it up. I need to get to bed. Really am excited to hear what you girls thought about this episode. We obviously focused more on men and women and dating. Of and course, stay tuned for next week. We love you girls so much and appreciate everyone who is still here listening. And as always, we love seeing your DMs and connecting with you girls. So don't forget to rate the podcast and DM us on Instagram. Give us a follow and let us know what you think. We'll see you next week. Love ya.